0: Hard to believe that we are past Memorial Day weekend, but there you have it. Happy Memorial Day, everybody. As yesterday, of course, Memorial Day, the Phillies coming off a weekend in Milwaukee, a seven game road trip. They go four and three, taking two of four in Chicago, and then winning the series against the Brewers, taking two of three there. After the Brewers handled business here in Philadelphia a little over a week ago, the Phillies. Return the favor and take two or three, ultimately. 31 and 22 on the season, heading into the month of June and a few days here. You have to be pretty happy with where this Phillies team is at. This is Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, May the 28th, Is the Phillies, a much-needed off day yesterday, coming off 17 straight days of baseball. And now the Phillies get an off day before a weird little scheduling quirk here as they come home from the Midwest after four in Chicago, three in Milwaukee. Come home starting tonight, a three-game series here against the St. Louis Cardinals. And then they head back on the road, back out to L.A. and San Diego. Really a, a tough little scheduling quirk, nine straight days of baseball with six of them on the West Coast and three here. That's going to be tough. I certainly don't feel very bullish about that first game of the West Coast trip, the Friday game after the three at home, then heading out west. But we'll dive into all of it. Look ahead. as Again, I've always said that generally speaking, June 1st is when I feel like I can really start to judge a team or a season to start to really feel what teams are and what they aren't. And uh, it's not quite June 1st, but Memorial Day more or less the same type of thing. So I think we have a, a pretty good idea of what this Phillies team is, what they can be, where their holes are, where they can get better. And I think right now, you know, as June 1st quickly approaches here and we are through Memorial Day, I think you have to feel really good about where this Phillies team is at right now, sitting at 31-22. and 22 In first place, a game and a half up over the Atlanta Braves and multiple games over the Mets, the Nationals continue to fall back further and further out of the division the marlins of course the joke of jokes the worst team in baseball but uh this Phillies team continues to to be resilient look it's really interesting when you look at the way this schedule is played out and we'll look at the weekend of baseball of course the off day yesterday tonight the st louis cardinals in town as they continue to do battle with the elite teams of the nl central but um I think you have to feel really good about where this team is, what they've shown you. This team has shown the propensity to win big, to lose big, but ultimately to bounce back. Uh, They've been a a very resilient bunch, and while they haven't had any long winning streaks, you know, four or five games, that's about it. Uh, They haven't gone on any of those 9, 10, 11, 12 type game winning streaks. They also haven't gone on any major losing streaks either. The same type of thing. They're a team that might not go on win streaks, but they don't. They don't let themselves fall into deep holes where they continually fall deeper and deeper. It really is funny because it feels like this team will give you a, a, a very flat, lifeless effort and then all of a sudden they'll come back the next day and they'll be world busters. And it's really, a, it's really a, a hard team to read on a day-to-day basis. But ultimately, the results are what matters. 31 and 22 in first place. We'll dive into the division a little bit later. Look at where this team can improve and should improve moving forward. But first, let's... Look back at what was ultimately a fun weekend in baseball, ultimately, granted, ended on a sour note as the Phillies lose the finale 9-1. But a 6-4 win on Friday, and then a 7-2 win on Saturday as the Phillies win the series, returning the favor to the Brewers. After a wild series in Chicago as well, that first game, 5-4 extra innings on Monday night, the J.D. Romuto 10th inning home run, the big Come back in the top of the ninth, McCutcheon, that huge walk, Segura, that huge hit, felt like such a great win. And then the next night they come back and have one of their worst losses of the season, you know, ninth inning chance to win it down to the last out. And again, they they find a way to, to blow that one, three to two, then come back the next night, lose eight to four. You're like, oh my goodness, I felt so good about this series after game one. And now they lose the next two. And then they came back in, on Thursday and they just handled business. They win nine to seven. They were blowing them out most of the game, made it a lot closer than it should have been. A little scary, but ultimately able to clamp it down and finish it off for an important nine to seven win. They split those two, and then they just fly into Milwaukee ready to roll. They've had a, as we've discussed, generally this team has not done great in the first games of road series, but they did this trip. They win that first one against the Cubs, and then they go into Milwaukee for the first game of the series, a six to four victory. One where. Unlikely hero, the bullpen gets the job done. Also, the Phillies battle back as they were down early, so they uh, they get up early in the first. So Bryce Harper's sacrifice fly makes it one nothing. But then the Brewers roar back to make it one one in the first. Uh, bottom of the first, uh, Mike Mustaga's double. Then in the top of the second, the Phillies take the lead against Scott Kingery, who we'll get to a little bit later. Playing some center field, looks like he hasn't missed much of a beat coming off the des- uh, the injured list. Kingery makes it two one with an RBI double, but then the Brewers take the lead back in the second and the third. Second, they tie it up on an Orlando Arcea homer. Then in the third, Yelich, his 20th home run of the season. Unbelievable, makes it 3-2, and then Grandal double, makes it 4-2. And this Phillies team battles back over the next few innings. They score a run in the fourth on a Mike Mike Calfranco infield single. You don't see those very often. Uh, scores make it 4-3. Brewers, and then Bryce Harper, an RBI double in the fifth and then andrew mccutcheon with a clutch rbi double in the sixth to make it five to four and then a reese hoskins homer in the seventh makes it six to four and the key to how they were able to make it work jared eikhoff a rough outing three innings four earned runs just couldn't get anything going just the brewers were all over him and it looks like Eichhoff regressing to the mean ERA at 386 all of a sudden. So, so recently, it was under two, and we were so excited. But Jared Eichhoff looking more like Jared Eichhoff, to be fair. Uh, Eichhoff coming back to earth. But then, how about this? The bullpen comes in and shuts it down. Six shutout innings. Edgar Garcia gives you two. Your winner. Bullpen member Vince Velasquez gives you two shutout innings, four Ks in those two innings. Sir Anthony Dominguez, Adam Morgan, and then, of course, shut down Hector in the ninth. Uh, Hector Ks the side in the ninth inning to get his ninth save at that moment Um, as the bullpen. Just a brilliant job. Uh, Again, six shutout innings from the pen when they needed it most allows the team to climb back into it to put up some runs to ultimately come back and win it. And I thought it was an important game for the pen Coming off the Chicago series, obviously they won the the last game of the series 9-7, but that was a 7-0 lead. The bullpen gave up some runs. Noel only gave up three. The rest came from the pen. Um, and also, obviously, the, the 3-2 debacle in game two of the Cubs series where the bullpen blows it. And and even though the stat was crazy, it was that loss up until that point made the Phillies 28-2 in games where they had a, a, a lead heading into the ninth inning. Um and would be actually if you if you carried over the next couple of days they're, they're thirty and two, at this point now. Um, but uh, twenty and two, and yet that was the the loss where people are just going crazy saying you know we need a closer, we need this, we need that. Well, you know, so um, it is uh it is interesting to see how how the numbers kind of bear out the opposite. I do think they need some bolt men help Just Just nothing else. They're losing too many guys. We'll get to that coming up. But uh, the bolt men certainly on Friday really a a outstanding. Showing from the pen, and um, really nice to see them get back in it. And, and what was a much needed win after that uh Chicago series, you'd win two of two. You want to go to Milwaukee and handle business in that first game of the series, and they certainly did. Game two of the series was an even more of a handle your business game as the Phillies went at seven to two. Jake Arrieta and four home runs combined for the victory. Arrieta was just awesome, pitches eight innings, allows two earned. Five hits, one walk, less base runners, an in innings pitch, eight strikeouts. His only blemish a Hernan, uh, a Mike Mustagas home run in the seven, and then a Hernan Perez RBI ground in the eight. That was it. Otherwise, Arietta was masterful. Really, just a, a really awesome showing from Arietta's. Oh, only needs eight. Uh, 100 pitches to get through eight innings, get those eight strikeouts. And then offensively, the offense, the bats back to Mop Andrew McCutcheon homer in the first inning to get it going right away. A monster home run. Gene Segura, an RBI walk in the second. Then the more homers. Cesar Hernandez, a homer in the third to make it 3-0. He has an RBI single in the fifth. And then a Reese Hoskins home run in the ninth. And then followed by a J.D. Romito homer as well. Makes it 7-2. Nice pitch. Padding there, always nice to get a little bit extra at the end there. Give this team a look as as again, I think this um Boatman has done better than I think people realize. But at the same time, there have certainly been a m- multiple number of instances where the Bultman has blown games late, and this felt like it could have been one, but it was not as the offense just kept piling on the runs there. They went at seven to two, four homers in the game. I think a big takeaway here from this in game one, Reese Hoskins getting it going again. Hoskins has been mired in a terribly cold slump which we have not really talked a ton about because the rest of the offense has been doing its job. Harper obviously has struggled but has had a couple games in there where he's had some uh, hit those two homers in back-to-back games had a, a nice little stretch there We looked like he was getting a little more locked in and we haven't talked as much about Hoskins' struggles who's really been in a cold stretch and we know what Hoskins can look like when he gets in a cold stretch and It looks like Rees is getting out of that stretch, hitting the baseball hard all weekend long, had three hits in this game, including the two-run homer in the ninth. So feeling pretty good about Rees getting back at it. And and this is who Rees is. It's really funny. If you look at his chart of the 12 uh, or now 13 home runs he's hit this season, um, they're all clumped together. Uh, He had like five over a a seven-game stretch, six over like another seven-game stretch, and then... You know, the rest are, 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 are uh, we had five over one, six over another, and then these most recently two, but it, it just seems like they come in bunches. That's who he is. He gets hot and he starts mashing. So hopefully we're in the middle of one of those streaks. Andrew McCutcheon, also white hot. His average was down in the, what, the 230s as uh, recently as a couple of weeks ago, and now betting uh, over 260 on the season now. And, and uh, the Sluggy is there, the OBP in the 380s. McCutcheon has been absolutely awesome. He had homers obviously in back-to-back games as well, had the huge clutch hit as well, the uh, fifth inning RBI double that took the lead on Friday as well. So catching really looking good right now. Uh, unfortunately, on uh, on Sunday, uh, things did not go their way as the Phillies struggle a 9-1 loss. This was just one that got away from the Merley. And look, if you look at this, the Phillies came out and waxed the Brewers at two straight games at home. It's one of those things where... You know, we know the Brewers are a good team. They came into Philadelphia and showed us how good a team they are. So it wasn't surprising to see them not get swept at home by this Phillies team to come out ready to roll. Uh, they put up a, a homer in the third, a Ben Gamel homer, Yasmani Grandal homer in the fourth. And then in uh, uh, Brandon Woodruff, RBI, double in the fourth. And then they broke it open. In the fifth, putting up four more runs in the fifth. It was seven to nothing before you knew it. Uh, ends up being nine to one. Andrew Knapp home run. Yes, can you believe it? An Andrew Knapp home run. Uh, his first of the season, of course, And Knapp. Of course, Knapp's the guy who homers in a seven-nothing game. Puts up a solo shot, but whatever. That's neither here nor there. Ultimately, the Phillies fall 9-1, to one and just really, we're, we're never in this one. Zach Eflin, uh, uh, not a great Eflin outing. It's crazy. Zach Eflin is 5-5 five and five on the season now, which is hard to believe. He gets a decision every single time he goes out there. I, I don't know if anyone in baseball has 10 decisions already. He's 5-5. Five and five. That is shocking. I'm floored. Aaron Nola, for instance, who is... Pitch much worse than Eflin. Eflin, a three oh two ERA, you know, Nolas in the 4s, um, is 5-0. and And somehow Eflin's 5-5, and so uh, the, the team doesn't back him up when he pitches poorly, and he wins when he wins. Uh, ultimately, uh, allows three earned runs over three and two-thirds innings, six hits, one walk, four strikeouts. Just not his day. Eflin just didn't have it. Uh, and then uh, the hero uh, from a couple nights before, one of the heroes, Velasquez, with the uh, awesome two innings of, of relief, gets the win didn't look nearly as good in this one, so maybe not quite ready to go uh, You know, two out of three days for Velasquez. He gives up four earned runs in under an inning of pitch. Couldn't get through an inning, gives up four earned, so not Vinny's day. A nice uh, outing, a perfect inning for J.D. Hammer, who gets called up over the weekend. Nice to see the uh, J.D. Hammer come up. Of course, the Phillies traded for him a couple years ago. Um, nice to have uh, uh, a name like J.D. Hammer involved with the Phillies. I mean, come on. It is a great name. Great name. And also uh, looks the part. Got a real wild thing going on, but a wild thing look going on, but ultimately Hammer pitched a clean inning. That about the highlight of the day is the Phillies garner one hit on the day. Yes, one hit. That Andrew Knapp home run. The only hit that Brander Woodruff will allow. He goes eight innings, one hit, one run, 10 Ks. Matt Albers closed out with a clean inning as well. one it, yes, uh, two days ago for the Phillies. So, uh, unfortunately, unable to complete the sweep. But look, you tell me they're going to Chicago to face four against the Chicago and then three against the Brewers, two of the best teams in the National League, and you tell me they're going to come on with a winning record in those games, a four and three record? I'll sign up for it anytime. Yes, please. Yes, please. On the road, no less. This team has been a much better home team than road team. Starting to figure it out on the road, too. Pretty impressed with this trip with the Phillies. And again, look, it doesn't get much easier now as um, as they have to come home tonight against the Cardinals. Three straight against a good Cardinals team. And Granted, they took two of three from in St. Louis, but still a really good Cardinals team. And then they got to hop on a plane, fly out to Los Angeles Friday night to start a three-game series against the best team in the National League, in the Dodgers, and then they play a, a pretty darn good Padres team three straight Monday through Wednesday as well. Tough stretch of baseball. We said, look, we said May was going to tell us a lot about this Phillies team. Right now, they're sitting at 31-22 and 22, in first place still in the National League East. I think you have to feel really good after a tough stretch of baseball. And look, the Phillies themselves—we've heard both Gene Segura and Jake Arrieta come out after this weekend. Arrieta after the Cubs series, uh, or after his start against Milwaukee, and and Segura after uh, Sunday's or Saturday's game as well, saying we can beat anybody in baseball. We're one of the best teams in the league. They believe it. We should believe it, too, because that's what the numbers say. That's how they're acting. That's how they're playing. And they deserve the respect. They're 31 and 22. All right, coming up, we'll dive into the standings a little bit more. Look at where they are here at the Memorial Day marker post. Also, some news and notes from the weekend. A few injured list uh, uh, moves were made and uh, some cars winding up. And also, uh, Nick Pavetta, potentially back on your television tonight not potentially he will be we'll dive into that as well all that more coming up it's phillies today james seltzer we're coming right back we are back phillies today james seltzer coming up in just a minute we'll look at the standings we'll look at the schedule coming up for this week as we mentioned a tough one but first a couple news and notes um odubo Herrera has really struggled lately he had a really nice game on saturday in the 7-2 victory his best game in a while two for three had some good swings Uh, in that game but um, Herrera's really struggled especially against left-handed hitting uh, left-handed pitching and Scott Kingery getting three of four starts over the weekend in center field Uh, excuse me three of four starts got to start at third and then two in center field I think you're going to see that a lot I think obviously look Cesar Hernandez is not leaving the lineup that is a non-starter as Cesar has been one of if not the best hitters on the team I mean Cesar is your lone guy batting over 300 right now at 302, excuse me, other than Segura, who, whose hitting streak ended on Sunday, by the way. A shame at a 16 uh, game hitting streak that was snapped then. But Segura, uh, Cesar batting 302. He's been awesome. He's not going anywhere. Franco is batting 220 all of a sudden. I know Mike Cal Franco was very excited. 220, 285 on base. And then O'Dubal batting 222 with a 288 on base. So basically identically horrible stats. I think you're going to see Scott Kingery in the starting lineup more or less every day at one of those two positions. And that's what we saw over the weekend. That's what it should be, because Scott Kingery, you know, obviously the long stay on the DL and and uh, the injured list as well as Kingery uh, did not play on uh, on Sunday, and they lose nine to one. I wonder if coincidence? Just kidding, obviously. Uh, but still, uh, you know, that was the one game he didn't play. Kingery batting three fifty seven on the season, that is slightly better than the two twenty 220 and two twenty two from the other guys. So I think we're gonna see Kingery more in those spots and less of those two guys, and I'm all for it. A couple of injured list notes to mention. Um, David Robinson transferred to the 60-day injured list. Not surprising. If you've listened to this show at all, you know that I thought that uh, Robertson, uh, I didn't know when or if he would be back. It is one of those things where I hear those types of injuries, elbow soreness. I'm I'm perpetually nervous until he plays again and is healthy. And I don't know when that's going to happen or if it's going to happen. So not counting on Robinson for months. And also, uh, Pat Neshek to the injured list obviously had that Strange thing in the Cubs series where he tried to warm up, wasn't ready, couldn't get ready. Ultimately, it lands him on the injured list. Not great. This <laughs> staff has lost a lot of guys. Tommy Hunter, Victor Arano, Pat Neshek, David Robertson. They're down a lot of guys. And, uh, they're going to, it might have at some point, look, I think they're looking to make a move, whether it's after the draft for Kimbrel or whether it's a trade and that's coming up. The draft is June 2nd. So Kimbrell and Keiko will probably get sued as soon as the draft is over in terms of no more draft pick compensation attached to those guys. It'll be interesting to see if the Phillies are in on those guys, but ultimately the Phillies are going to have to make some sort of moves for bullpen. Even though we talked about how I think the bullpen is kind of underrated, at least from a, per, from a performance perspective. At least don't have enough guys. They can't have situations where, as we saw, like in Chicago, where your four best relievers are down, where you can't use your four best relievers because they've all pitched too much. It's just it's on it it's not acceptable. The Phillies need more arms out of the pen they can count on. So we'll see how that plays out. Nishek going to the aisle certainly won't help that. Um and then uh Pavetta pitching tonight. How exciting is this? Nick Pavetta is back, Pavetta. In his time, the Myers goes four and one with a three-four-one ERA. 50 strikeouts in 37 innings. And some dominant outings. Feel good about Pavetta being back. We will uh, dive into that uh, matchup in just a minute. First, let's take a look at where the Phillies stand. As I always say, Memorial Day is the uh, June 1st, really, for me. The the bench post marker where I start to feel like what we've seen is real. And look, you can be fooled. Last year, the Phillies were right in or around first place at June 1st last year and longer. And they were not real. But I think with this team, you can see it. The way they play, the talent they have. This is a really talented baseball team that is living up to the talent. They're sitting at 31 and 22 on the season in first place by a game and a half. The Braves at 30 and 24. The Braves are pretty good. Turns out the Braves, not a fluke as, uh, as expected the Mets and the nationals and the Marlins less. So the Mets still kind of hanging tough there. The nationals just really losing ground quickly. So, um, you have to feel good about where the Phillies are at and the Phillies as they stack up against other teams in the National League. Look, they just went out and took two of four from the Cubs, the Cubs team that um, has a very slightly better winning percentage than the Phillies. The Brewers right around the same record as the Braves. We know that the Phillies can hang against them after we questioned that when they came to here. The, the Cardinals coming to town are at 500, not as good a record as the, uh, the Phillies or as they did the last time they played, but still a, a very talented club as well. And then we're gonna head out west and see the top two teams in the National League West. Uh, granted, the Diamondbacks right there as well, but uh, the Dodgers the best team in the National League, handily, record-wise, talent-wise, everything. So that's gonna be an interesting series, especially no day off before uh, Game One. So that's yeah, not great. And then uh, they had uh, San Diego for three against the Padres. So that's gonna be a really, a really big nine days of baseball we got coming up. As uh, I think you have to feel really good about where this Phillies team is at for a number of reasons. Not only are they in first place, but they have not performed up to their talent level yet i mean bryce harper is batting 224 or whatever it is and this team's in first place at june 1st at memorial day or whatever i mean that's really something there's a lot of room for improvement here again we just mentioned a bullpen that has like four guys you can count on and even then that's a stretch and one of them just went on the injured list and and um you know that there, there's room for improvement there the starters have been hit or miss we've seen some great stretches and we've seen some rough stretches from a lot of guys nola still not the guy we saw last year other than in very tiny spurts there is a lot of room for growth for this team yet this team is 31 and 22 and in first place they're one of the best teams in the National League right now at this moment and there's a lot of room for growth that's that's something that you should be excited about that's something you should feel good about this Phillies team moving forward is is that despite the fact they're in first place despite the fact they've gotten the job done so far they still have so much Room to grow Bryce Harper I think is a a perfect example of that Kingery playing more at third and, and center I mean those two positions have been offensive sieves for over a month for this team and again just the fact that they will supplement this team is built to win they're have already shown you by sending Pavetta down the first time by moving Velasquez to the bullpen all this stuff that they're here to win they are not taking this as a developmental year. They will make serious, aggressive moves to win. So you have to assume that bullpen starting pitching out, even maybe a center fielder or something, could be coming this way. And uh, I just think there's real reason for excitement with where this team is at now. Memorial, you know, Memorial Day marker post past. I think you feel great about where this team is right now, and I think you feel even more excited about what their ceiling is for the season. Because I think a World Series appearance, well, again, if you ask me to bet my money right now on who's going to come out of the National League to represent the National League in the World Series, I'd be a fool not to say the Dodgers. They've been the best team. They've been there two years in a row. They have the most talent. But the Phillies are right there. Like, they're that next group of teams. It's the Phillies. It's the Cubs. It's the Brewers. and, And anything can happen. And they are in that group. So it's pretty exciting. All right, big week of baseball coming up. Nick. Pavetta takes the hill tonight against Adam Wainwright, of course, not the Adam Wainwright of old. So you feel pretty good about that matchup, as uh, I actually do think that the Phillies have a, a advantage there potentially with Pavetta coming back and hopefully being ready to show something tomorrow. Nola against Cabrera, and then day game on Thursday, Jared Ichikoff against Dakota Hudson, the rookie, and then heading out to Los Angeles for the weekend, big weekend of action: Arietta versus Maeda, Eflin, Kershaw, and then Rich Hill will pitch against uh, Cole Irvin sent back to the Miners, uh, unsurprisingly, after that rough outing against the Cubs, the Cole versus Cole game. So uh, whether Pavetta earns himself another start or not, we will see whether they go with a spot start. We will see. It should be interesting to see how it plays out. We'll be all over talking about it all week, though, as we continue this big week tonight. Pavetta time. Hopefully we see the Pavetta we expected coming into the season against a good cardinals team will be back to break it all down tomorrow until then thank you for listening to phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network